Mommy! Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama Podcast. I am your host, Jen Messer. I am a career coach with over 10 years of experience in the staffing industry. And during that time frame, I have helped thousands of people up-level in their careers, finding success, happiness, and really trying to get to that next level. And I have a special passion for helping moms, being the fact that I am one, find success, find fulfillment, and also provide for their families financially without the mom guilt or the burnout. So today I am excited about this episode because we are talking about how to quit your job. Yes, the do's and don'ts of What happens when you go in to have that conversation and you decide to punch your ticket for the last time? So the last couple years, I've seen a lot of craziness when it comes to people quitting their jobs, to be perfectly honest. It seems like when the pandemic rolled in and the great resignation started getting underway that etiquette kind of went out the window and we're still seeing the effects of that now. So I want to make sure you are set up for success and going about it in the right way because we don't want it to damage your reputation in your industry or cause, you know, ripples for you down the road in your career. How you go about doing this says a lot about you as a professional and you never know who you're going to run into down the road. So I want to make sure I'm helping you get yourself set up for success Say you've found that next opportunity and you're ready to go in and put in your notice or tell them that you're done working there. There's ways to go about doing it to where you put yourself in a position that you're leaving on a high road, that you're rehirable if for some reason you ever want to return to that company, or you're just leaving that lasting impression. If you think about it, Your first impression is super important, but also that last impression is what people are going to remember. I will say in the last couple of years, I hired well over 100 people into various roles at my clients, and a lot of them left within the first, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. I had a lot of people quit that had been on assignment for multiple years and decided it was time to move on. So I've seen firsthand the ways that people can go about this. And I can tell you that the ones that left really solid impressions are the ones that I would help out again in a heartbeat if they wanted to go after a new position or they, they were looking for a new role. So they left in such good terms that I would 100% advocate for them and help them out, even if it wasn't at a client of mine that they wanted to go to. If it was a company that maybe I had a network or an end with that I could make a referral to, I would go above and beyond for those people. But at the same time, there's people that quit in a not-so-professional way who – have now a reputation for themselves. And if they approached me again for an opportunity, I would definitely proceed with caution. And chances are how they went about turning in their notice does weigh in into that factor of whether or not I would help someone out again. So those are some things to think about from the standpoint of someone in a hiring capacity and a recruiting capacity. You may not realize this if you're earlier on in your career, but 
you could run into these people and they could be helpful to you one, three, five, ten years down the road. And what you do now may not have an immediate impact, but it could impact you later on. So I want to go ahead and get into some of those do's and don'ts after a couple of really head-scratching years <laughs> in the staffing world when it comes to people quitting their jobs. So let's get let's get on with the do's and like how we're going to go about putting in that notice. You decided today's the day I'm going to I'm going to quit my job. So what what do you do? Well, first thing you're going to do, you're either going to do it in person or virtually if in person is not an option, since I know a lot of us work remotely. If you can't get an in-person meeting, either literally in person or a remote virtual meeting where you're looking at someone face-to-face, at least give the professional courtesy of picking up the phone and having the conversation so that way your your manager can hear your voice and you can talk it out like professionals, like adults, and nothing gets taken out of context. That really leads into my next point and that you want to make sure you are being extremely polite, professional, and courteous throughout the entire conversation, no matter the circumstance. Even if you're not leaving on the most amicable terms, you still want to make sure that you are taking the high road and being a professional about it. Sometimes you work in maybe a toxic work environment or you don't have the best leadership and things could get confrontational. You don't want to feed into that because it's not going to do you any good. So just take the high road, take a breath, let them say what they want to say, and you say your piece and you move on. But Keep it polite, keep it professional. And I always say, make sure you practice exactly what you're going to say because chances are, and especially if you're a really good employee and you bring a lot of knowledge and experience to the table, your manager is not going to want to lose you. So they may hit you with questions or try and ask you ways that they can make you stay or give you a counter offer. But if you've really decided that this is the right move for you and you're ready to move on, Make sure that you're practicing what you're saying so that way it comes out smoothly and you're prepared in case they do hit you with any questions. You know exactly how you're going to respond to those so that way you can cut ties and move on to the next thing. I would also say make sure that you thank your manager and your leaders and even your peers for the time you got to work with them for the opportunities that you got while you were there, for the education and the the experience. Thank them for whatever you gained from it. Everything is a learning experience. No matter how long you were there, make sure you're appreciative of the opportunity. And then I would also say make sure that you send a follow-up email documenting exactly what's going on. You know, you're resigning Thank them for their time. Let them know your official end date. So that way there's no question and nothing can be, you know, misconstrued or words can get taken out of context and you want to make sure that it's documented. But again, keeping with the short and sweet, that's what I always highly recommend. And then 
always rec- I always recommend giving that professional courtesy of a two-week notice because you want to allow enough time for handoff and knowledge transfer and you want to help out with that. You don't want to pass off a bunch of work to your coworkers that they have no clue what's going on. You wouldn't want someone to dump that type of work on you. So don't dump it on your coworkers or your manager as well. You want to make sure you're having that knowledge transfer and making it as smooth of a transition as possible. In uh, two weeks is always considered the professional courtesy. I know some industries, especially sales industries and things like that, they may, you know, let you finish out the week or a couple days, or they may show you the door right on the spot. But give them that professional courtesy, and if they prefer it to be a shorter amount of time, let them be the ones to dictate that to you. And then this is also <laughs> kind of a pet peeve of mine, uh, especially given the fact that we work in a remote environment now and a lot of companies have issued equipment and laptops and monitors and lots of things so people can do their jobs from home. Make sure you're returning all company-owned equipment in a timely fashion before your last day of work. This is super crucial and key because Honestly, it is a pain to have to hunt down equipment, and there's not departments built big enough for this yet, I feel like, in a lot of companies. So it could be your manager or a coworker or someone from legal or HR that's like hunting you down asking for this equipment. Nobody wants to spend their time doing that. You probably don't want to be hounded with calls or emails or texts about it. So just go ahead and you know take the step to get it sent back, drop it off at the office, whatever you have to do, because you don't want to be hounded about it and no one wants to hound you about it. It's not a good use of anyone's time. So just return your equipment in a timely fashion. That's that's my number one do. <laughs> and then I would also say when you're leaving the conversation, when you're leaving the room of putting in that notice and saying, hey, today is you know the official day of my resignation. I'll finish out my two weeks and help with the knowledge transfer, take it a step farther and say, if I know of anyone who I feel would be a great fit and a good backfill for my position, I will absolutely refer them over to you. Even if you don't refer anyone, just the courtesy and the thought of, oh, okay, well, she probably knows exactly what we're looking for in the position and who would be a good handoff for that role. I would love to have a referral if she can think of somebody. So something to keep in mind, always offer to refer somebody. Now, to get into some of the don'ts for (laughs) putting in your notice, uh, we kind of touched on a couple of them when we were talking about the do's, but I would say first and foremost, don't ghost your company. Don't ghost your manager. Don't ghost your coworkers. When someone doesn't show up to work, Immediately, we think, oh, you know, something happened. There was an accident or there was an emergency or something like that. And then, if you don't answer your phone or your emails or your texts or something, just give, give, give a response. Like, people are going to start calling your emergency contacts. I cannot tell you how many times in the past two years I have had to call people's emergency contacts to see if they were honestly alive at at this point because they just abandoned their jobs altogether. That is not okay. 
Don't freak anyone out. It's not professional. It creates a lot of worry around what's happening. And I will tell you the first time it happened to me, I I legitimately thought like something bad had happened to one of my, my contractors. And then it happened like five or six more times in the last two years, which is insane to me. Like, come on, people, we can do better. You can be an adult and have a conversation around like, hey, I decided this job isn't right for me. At least give that courtesy. Don't no-show. Don't be a ghost. And then I would also say, do not be rude. Do not threaten. Do not make a scene. Like I touched on before, your reputation is yours and yours only. How you handle this and how you leave that last impression matters. You don't want to be the person that's interviewing for a job in three years and you walk in and the person that's sitting there is either one, your former manager, or you see a coworker, or maybe your coworker is now the hiring manager. And then as soon as you leave that interview, they're like, oh my God, do you remember the way that person quit at XYZ company? It was awful. And then you're probably not getting the job. So remember, depending upon the industry and the environment, people talk. It's a small world out there. It may seem really big right now, but I am a firm believer in that six degrees of connection, and depending upon where you are, what industry, it could be one or two degrees of connection. So make sure you don't do anything to jeopardize your reputation throughout that process. And then also, I would say never quit over an email or a text. Give them the common courtesy of hearing your voice of talking to you. Uh, Be an adult. Be professional about it. There's no reason to just like send a text or an email quitting. You can absolutely send a follow-up email and text outlining, you know, your resignation, but give them the verbal courtesy or the in-person courtesy first. And then I would also, to hit back on the returning your equipment, don't take forever to return it. Do not hold on to it for weeks and weeks and months on end. I actually had to get legal involved for one of our resources who decided to hang on to his laptop for about eight months, and then he moved cities. So (laughs) imagine the fun that was tracking that down. (laughs) And then the last thing, we kind of touched on this already with the do give the professional two weeks notice, but don't quit without adequate notice. Don't leave your coworkers in the dust and picking up the pieces. It, What you're doing and leaving a position does create that ripple effect. And imagine if you were on the receiving end of that. So be courteous. Give the professional two weeks. Your new employer should totally be respectful of that because they would expect that of their employees as well. It's pretty much standard here in the U.S. So make sure you're giving that courtesy. And I know we already mentioned, you know, about that last impression being super duper important, but I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, you do not know who you're going to bump into down the road in one, three, five, ten years. It's really hard to to see that in the beginning of your career, but you'll notice that more and more as time passes. And trust me, it will pass by way faster than you ever wanted it to. <laughs> So be nice to your peers, be nice to your managers, be nice to your leadership and whoever. Leave on that good note. And 
I really, really, really hope that this podcast was helpful for you guys and giving you some empowering tips in order to successfully quit your job (laughs) so you can move on to that next thing that is going to give you more joy, happiness, fulfillment, financial freedom, whatever the case may be in that next journey. But make sure you're ending on a clean note and moving forward in the best way possible. All right, mamas. Well, that is all for today. Thank you again so much for your time. I love doing these podcasts for you. And if you want to connect before our next episode, I would love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram. So make sure you look me up at the Working Mama Podcast on Instagram or on LinkedIn. You can just type in the search bar, Jen Messer, and I will be sure to link up in the show notes below.